So 561 Music now has a hotline. You can call us anytime at 561-203-9122 and ask us any questions you like, um, you know, some humorous ones or something about um, the guests we've had on the show or questions about gear or questions about the festival or anything you like. Um, it's, of course, 561 203 9122. We would love to hear from you. Um, we did a pretty fun little message, so you get to hear that too. Um, even if you just call up to listen to me and Hector trying to do a good phone message, that's a good enough reason. But yeah, we'd love to hear from you, so uh, please get in touch. Hi, guys. I know everyone says this on every YouTube channel, but please, could you like and subscribe? to 561 Music Podcast. It's a local music podcast and all we're trying to do is help local musicians get some exposure. So if you could like it, subscribe it, and uh, also hit the notifications button on the episode, we would really, really appreciate it. And if you're feeling generous, you could subscribe to the Spotify as well. Thank you. Welcome, welcome to 561 Music. My name's Ben. And I'm Hector. How are you, dude? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm all right. <laughs> so I, I went to England. That was fun. Did you? Yeah, yeah. I thought you went to Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> I had a nice time, dude. I had a yeah. really nice time. Got to see my family. And um, so my mom and dad live in this place called Upper Chute, which is um, literally in the middle of nowhere. It's, nice. it's, it's like... Um, it's like they drove a car to the end of all roads and then <laughs> and then went a bit further and then like cut down some trees and then built a house. Dude, I love that. I see the pictures you post, man. Like it looks beautiful there. Yeah. yeah. It's lovely. And um and we had a really nice time. Christy and I went and um I tell you, I think probably the best thing about it was that um Christy and I got to well, outside of seeing um my uh, sister's uh child uh, marcel daughter um which was definitely the highlight because yeah. you know time flies so fast it, you know? it does man you it's have crazy. no idea it's yeah. crazy especially i can't even imagine with you being here and them being there like you know when a year goes by it's a huge big deal you know like yeah i you know if, even for me like i i live in the same county in the same town as my family and and sometimes like if a week goes by or two weeks go by and i don't get to see them or something and then i see them i feel like Oh my God, it's been so long, you know? So yeah. I, can't, I can't even imagine, you know, a year like that. No, exactly. And you notice it in the adults, but with the kids, it is just bizarre. They yeah. just go up like sprouts. They do. They do, man. Yeah. They do. Um, so that was cool. But really, I think, you know, the thing that Christy and I did was just a bit of time to hang out. Yeah. It's really such busy lives, you know? I saw you got to see uh, Layla and some of your mates over there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm doing a, uh, like a, a scar. Um, like a, kind of a traditional scar, like Jamaican style scar, yeah. Jamaican two tone type scar. Um, so, so it's not like super traditional, but it's kind of that leaning that way, yeah, you know. Yeah. And you are in it; you're playing bass. I am, and um, and I'm just getting as many people as I can on it. So, Layla and Nick from my old band Sonic Boom Six did some stuff, yes. and then I've got all these different people. Like, um, I've got Cooley Ranks who mm-hmm. was in the Toasters and Pilfers in it. Um, I've got um, Dave McWayne, who's in Big D in the Kids Table. I th- if you're into Scar, you know who all these people are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to do it, and um, and uh, 
the horn section um, from this amazing band, Control This, who one of the guys, Jeff Ritchie, was in the Toasters as well. Nice. So there's quite a high, like, Toasters contingent on Hell this. Oh, yeah, man. You got Ricky on drums, too. Yeah, Ricky yeah. killing it on drums. Yeah. Ricky did a great he job on drums. He did a stupid good job And you know, drums, the, yeah. the crazy thing about that is he... Uh, he pretty much did it first take. Like he listened to it a couple of times and then he was like, all right, I'm going to do it. I ended up using the first take on nearly all of them. I have three takes of all of them. I'm That's using crazy. the first take. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm having a lot of fun mixing that. And also Joey Caldereo's on it. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. I was just nice. mixing his harmonies on there today. Oh, nice, dude. Yeah, oh, that'll totally. be fun. Yeah, yeah so I'm just really layering it up and up with all these people. Matt Krug is going to be doing a harmony on there too. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, so I'm just hey, trying you do to... have everybody on there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, That'll be fun. I, I guess like part of the reason was just because I like talking to my friends and it's a nice way to communicate with people. And then the other reason was um, that, uh, you know, if there's a whole bunch of different people on it, maybe someone will listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> if there's 20 people on it, 20 people will share it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know. Exactly. <laughs> And then this weekend, we played at Twisted Trunk, didn't we? We did. That was our first time there. That was a fun time. That place yeah. got packed, and yeah. then it rained, so there was like, a captive audience, which was always nice. Yeah. And then... I tell you what, we've never played there, and I'm sure I must have been there at some point, but I can't really remember when. But um, yeah, we had no idea what it was going to be like. No, it and was fun, man. showed up, and the, you know, the stage is a little small spit fitting us all on, and we were a bit like, oh, what's this going to be like? It was like and a sheet of plywood, like three inches off the ground. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then it was amazing. Yeah, it was fun. Loads it was fun. People showed up. A lot up. of people were there. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. fun, man. And we had a blast. And then we were going to play at Townie's Tavern and it got rained out. Yeah, that would have been our first time there. But that's kind of an outdoorish place, right? It's like a, yeah. tiki, like a tiki hut or something. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So we'll get yeah. back in there at some point. Yeah, cool. And then some another point during the weekend, I got a perm. But uh, it just completely came out <laughs> But it just came out? Yeah, like immediately. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> I have to get James to do it again. But that looked quite cool. It's like got a mohawk going on there. So <laughs> I'm happy. <laughs> and uh, the other thing that sucked this weekend is I got an unbelievably bad headache that lasted for like three days oh man that's never fun no i, I was like bedridden with it. i had it i ended up with like a fever from it yeah it was the worst Damn i've man. never had a headache like that no that's not good no it that's sucked. definitely good and uh jackie knows all about that because she was trying to get in touch with me and i was like off the grid but uh yeah <laughs> without without um further ado let's introduce hot sauce moon how's it going guys good Hi. how are you awesome very good thanks yeah, yeah nice thanks for having you. us so we've got uh, Charlie here, who plays. You play guitar, harmonica, and flute, and uh, you, you write the songs in the band. Is yes, right? yes, I do. And he yeah. whistles. Yeah, not whistle. Well, <laughs> yeah. That, that's the fiddle part. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. And then we have um, James, who, who sings, but also plays this cool thing called a Zen drum. Yes. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. Um, it's like, um, and we'll talk a little bit more about that later. And uh, Jackie, and you sing, don't you? I sing. Yeah, and you also book the gigs, right? Yeah, I book the gigs. Yeah, cool. She is a force to be reckoned with. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. So one of the first thing that we usually do with everyone is we find out a little bit about you guys' musical background. You know, how did you find yourself getting into music? Were your parents supportive? All that kind of thing. So why don't we start with Charlie and you tell us a little bit about your beginnings. Well, uh, I started playing harmonica when I, I started when I was 12. Nice. And then... Uh, I played up until high school, and then I found that most bands would go, oh, a harmonica player, and roll their eyes because, you know, <laughs> harmonica players have a bad uh, rap on uh, as far as getting on stage and just playing all over everybody, you know. Sure, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. so I started playing flute uh, the second half of my senior year. I picked up the flute, and then uh, 
Cool. And then after I graduated, I bought a guitar and learned music theory, and that that's pretty much when I got some, after started. After you graduated, right? Okay. So how did you uh, how did you learn music theory? Did you get a teacher, or did you just do it yourself? No, I just did it myself. Right. You know, cool. to try to figure out keys and you know, all, and uh, and that gave me all the ingredients to start writing because you know, yeah. you find out what's between all of the. Uh, yeah. You know all the between chords in in, sure. uh, in a key, and then and then you see well this key's close to this one, and so yeah. you can jump up, up yeah. you know, and so it's a just a, a work in progress. No, I hear that. Um, where, where were you? Uh, where, where are you from originally? Are you from Florida? Or? Uh, well, I was uh, r- raised in the Shenandoah Valley in Virginia until right. uh, I was in uh, uh, about eleven, and then I moved to Fort Lauderdale. So I lived in Fort Lauderdale okay. for several years, and then. Gotcha. Moved to Jensen Beach when in my teens, and then went back and forth between uh, New Jersey and uh, and Jensen Beach for working in the restaurant business for many years. And okay. So, and then so, I settled down back down here. So has music been a part of your life this whole time? Have you always played? Uh, I've always played, but not professionally. But okay. uh, I started uh, picking up music because I, I didn't play with a pick for a long time, and then so I went um, in. Uh, I guess it must have been the 80s or so to uh they used to have a jam on the on a porch and then I used to uh, go over there and then I met a guy who played stand up bass and then we played for many many years around Jensen Beach nice. and oh, the Fort cool. Pierce area as a duo What was the that hot called? Sauce, okay. Hot Sauce Boys. Okay. So, okay. And then uh and then we got uh you know uh, we were friends with uh, Patty King's father and then when he was you know he used to come play with us when he was 10 and then yeah. when he was 12 when he got yeah. to be about 14 he played and we said we want you to come and play with us all the time at every gig i mean so, who wouldn't yeah yeah what so a he, player so even yeah. then he was an amazing player. yeah he was he He's was incredible. he was just great and so we played together for for many years and oh, still still good friends and uh you know he yeah. comes. He comes around the uh, Killbillies gigs every now and then. He'll show up and he'll just kind of be there watching. And we're like, "Do you have your fiddle? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Step you on must come up. <laughs> you must come up and play yeah. a few. You know, it's it's just it just changes the dynamic of the yeah. band incredibly. And yeah. he's been just like with you guys. He's been playing with us since the band started. Like you know, we, we'd play Carson's Taverns gigs and he'd show up with his dad and get up. You know, and, yeah. And um, and it it was great. Like uh. He he has this kind of intangible musical sense where he just knows the right thing to play at like almost every moment. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Never met anyone like him. You know, I mean, I've met very good musicians, a lot of them, but um, you know, I think Paddy takes the cake just in terms of like his jamming ability. Yeah. is insane. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. What about you, James? Um, how did you find yourself playing music? Yes. Uh, well, I uh, started off singing in uh, choirs and um, started in like junior high school and through high school and uh, basically learned to read music from, from doing choir parts. Yeah. And uh, then I uh, started to sing with some friends of mine who played guitar uh, guitars and we would start harmonizing together. Nice. And uh, my first shows the first time i did anything professionally i was like 17 years old and i was in miami beach at the algiers hotel and eden rock and the fountain blue i was a maitre d and mc and 
I would introduce acts in a variety show, and then I'd have two or three songs. If they needed to stretch, I'd get a third song. But (laughs) stuff like I Gotta Be Me and Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head and stuff like that shows my age. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, so that was – it was great. It was a lot of fun. And uh, I went to – college and I was in a madrigal choir, which was a 24-person uh, a cappella choir cool. with 12, wow. 12 part harmony. It was pretty insane. What kind of stuff were you singing? Madrigals? It was everything from the swingle singers to Latin and and German and French. Uh, right. It was just, we did a little gospel, a little bit I of everything. I love choral singing. I've done a lot it was, of it in my life too and it's just, it, it really is, it transports you sometimes, you yeah. know. It's, there's something so visceral about it, it's something very physical about it, you know. I love it. Yeah, it was a Great, great experience. Yeah, I bet. So I started playing around the time of um, uh, coffee shops and coffee houses. And I started playing with this guy, Phil Allen, in Miami. I grew up in Miami. And um, so Phil and I started doing a lot of harmony stuff together. And uh, he would sing mostly baritone. I would do the high tenor parts. And his brother, uh, Steve, would sing even higher than that. It was really interesting. So we'd do these three-part kind of eagle things on uh, traditional folk music and things like that. And we played out all over Miami uh, as a trio. And then ultimately we got a job. uh, We thought we had hit the big time. We got a job at the Flick Coffee House in Miami, which is right next to the University of Miami. And that was a place where all of the people from the coffee houses all up and down the East Coast came. Cool. And there was a lot of really amazing talent in that like they did bicycle tours up and down the East Coast. All right. So we got in there for like a couple of weeks. So we were like the opening act. We thought we had gone to heaven. So yeah, it was really sure. great. Yeah. Yeah. So then we started building the band up. We went from three people to four, five, six, and uh, eventually started playing out all over Miami in different clubs. And what kind of music is this with the with this band? What's the style? Well, it was very similar to what we're doing because right. Phil wrote a lot of his own music, Phil Allen, and right. um, so like Charlie does with this band. Yeah. And, uh, and I was doing a lot of harmony parts and I would get to sing leads but we would do a lot of uh, you know a lot of covers and a lot of bar music and you know it was it was an 11 year party so (laughs) (laughs) fantastic I had to take a break after 12th year I had to just take a little little time off so so then I moved to New York and did no music at all for like 20 years (coughs) oh wow that's a huge break yeah wow so I returned to Florida because my mother was uh, having some health issues, so I came down, took care of her for like eight years. She passed a few years ago in July, and um, yeah, thanks. Uh, she was really great. It was a really good time uh, being with her and having that time with her at the end of her life, and uh, she lived to be 93, which is terrific. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, so I had some really great times with her, and as therapy, I was going out to some shop jams and some jams around town, and I would sit down and, and just bang on the drums and get it all out like sure, every Tuesday yeah. night, Wednesday night. Therapy, yeah. And that's how I met Charlie. I went to a couple of jams and Charlie was there and playing guitar and singing and uh, started doing harmonies with him. And and slowly it evolved from me doing like the drums and the cajon to the zendrum, which I started, started uh, that I picked up three years ago. Yeah. And uh, my digital drum kit. And um, the Zen drum is really cool. We 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 have a picture of you playing it, and we're going to talk about that later. So sure. um, yeah, we'll yeah, get yeah. all into the Zen drum. I can't wait because it's fascinating. But um, yeah, keep going, man. So yeah, so it was really uh, it was a really terrific transition. I went from jamming and just uh, doing it for therapy and relaxing to uh, now playing with this six piece uh, seven piece group when Jackie's with us, and uh, it's just you know built. Uh, 
up and grown into this really uh, wonderful organic thing. And we're doing yeah. a lot of uh, Charlie's original music, which makes it very special. Yeah. Absolutely, it does. You, you know, yeah. playing originals, I feel like it stops you getting that feeling of just uh, that kind of stale feeling of like, you know, uh, like what we're we doing here. But when you're playing your own music, it really makes it. It makes it makes it so much more worthwhile. It's like you know why you're there, you know why you're doing it. It's it, you know it's an ex- it's art at that point, you know. Yeah. And it's so much it's so much it's very important to play original music. And when you get a reaction from the audience after an original song, and it's like the biggest reaction so far that night. It's it's really just a wonderful. No, it's way thing. better than getting a reaction yeah. for a cover song. You know, yeah. and there's yeah. certain yeah. cover songs that we play that, you know that. There are go tos because we're like, all right, let's 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 liven up this party a little bit, and we'll play that you know a certain song, and then everybody erupts and goes crazy, and and we're like, all right, cool, that was fun. But when we play an original and the whole room goes crazy, like there's nothing yeah. like that. Yeah, that's the best there, feeling. Yeah, yeah, for real. Especially so when you see him, like you know, certain people, you know, be singing along with the words, and you're just like, oh yeah, they've come to see you yeah, a couple yeah. times, and now they're singing along with the words and stuff. Yeah. And you're like, all right, yeah, 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 it's a good feeling. <laughs> yeah, for sure. There was this one time, real quick aside. There was this one time I was playing a festival in England about 15 years ago, and um, there was a bunch of people there. And I got stage fright, and I forgot the words in the middle of this great long rap, which is really, really fast. And I had no idea what to do, but thankfully there was this one kid right in the front who knew all the words and was singing them really loud. <laughs> so I just started lip-syncing along with him <laughs> till I got back in time. <laughs> 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 no, I'd never That's been wonderful. as scared as that in my life. I was like, oh, what do I do? And I was like, okay, it suddenly it came to me. I was like, follow him. Pretty <laughs> 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 funny. Anyway, um, Jackie, how did you find yourself playing music, and and uh, and how early did it start? Well, when I was very, very young, I, I used to sing as like four or five year old. I fi- figured out I had a good voice and I would just do the regular stuff that everybody does with theater in school. And I ended up going to doing all kinds of summer theater camps when I was in high school. And I eventually went to the Boston Conservatory of Music and I got my degree there in musical theater Right. And um, in between going to school at the conservatory on all the summers, I would perform in all of the areas in New England, like in Vermont, in Maine, in um, New Hampshire, you yeah. know, at different resorts. Okay. And just learn- you, you singing? Sing and act. Right. Yeah. Right. So a lot of theater and a lot of opera because okay. I have sort of an opera opera voice. Sure. And so – and then, then I did professional tours, and I did all of that. You cool. know, and you know, we those of us who perform, which is all of us. You know, you love it, you get paid, it's great. Yeah. But it's you know, it's it's a hard road, as it, we all know, for sure. And it's very tiring. And I decided that it's just it wasn't going to be the life for me to do only that. Yeah. And I have lots of friends that are very successful, Broadway and all of that. But it just that wasn't in the cards for me. I think that if I had been sort of groomed and pushed to do more opera, I probably would have been fairly successful opera singer. But I didn't have anybody guiding me, and I, I liked Broadway and musical theater and standards and stuff. So right. I did that. And when I came down here to live, because I'm born and raised in Rochester, New York, right. and um, I lived in Boston for many, many years, and I toured New England. Yeah. So when I moved down here, I got involved and I did professional shows and I did quite a few shows at the Delray Beach um, Playhouse 
that were professional musical reviews. And I loved it. And so I, I sang whenever I could. Whenever I could do it for pay, I would do it for pay. Yeah. And that was sort of – it just kind of fell by the wayside as I got into work and, you know, like so many of us that get a job. And then a lot of years passed and then I met this man, James, and he was obviously into music and, you know, we just – it just kind of evolved into that. Yeah. He was in the band and I just – took a liking to what it was and I yeah. just started to book it and I just do I don't sing a ton with the band I just I do a lot of the harmonies yeah, to just cool. help make it thicker and we do a few duets and I do a solo and it just kind of breaks nice. it up for them and sounds it, like it, a lot of fun and yeah. it's fun for me and you know and and typically as you know most of the members of the band don't like to book the band you know, it's you know, it can get a little tricky. Between Hector and I, we get it done, but it's it is one of these things where it is a chore, though. It's it a is. chore. Yeah. It it's is a chore. a chore, no doubt about it. And and it's one of these things where if you if you've been playing a lot and you've booked a bunch of gigs, you can forget that you've got to keep booking. You All get, of a sudden, you look in the calendar and you yeah. go, "Oh, got nothing coming <laughs> yeah. up." Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Ha- happens yeah. with this show. Well, I, had, yeah, yeah. I had booked uh, because we had the festival in April. Um, I tried to get ahead of the curve, and so like, I think it was like February. I booked all the way through June, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, you know, <laughs> earlier this week, I think it was Monday, Ben reached out to me, and he goes, um, "So we've got somebody this week, we got somebody next week, and there's nobody on the calendar after that." And I'm like, "Oh crap, I forgot." So yeah, so I no, out it's the true. Bunch. The follow up, you know, it's being persistent and following up, and yeah. I always tell them it's a labor of love for me because I believe in the band. I believe in what they do. I think they're amazing. Yeah. And because I, I love him, more. I want to be a part of it. And so cool. it's it's been a lot of fun. And I and I love Charlie's songs. I think they're yeah. phenomenal originals. I think nice. Spring, which I hope we're going to do, yeah. is I think – like it's a song like Michael Bublé should be doing it. Like it just, <laughs> it's just that good. I think it's just that good. So it's just it's a labor of love and and it's a lot yeah. of fun. It gives me an outlet to still perform. Oh, and absolutely, so, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, music's very important in life, especially if you're a musical person. And you've done it a lot in your life. You know, it's therapeutic. Yeah, I don't think yes. any, it's a difficult thing to retire from. I think you know, once you know you can do it, you're going to want to do it forever. Um, so yeah, Charlie. Do you have a songwriting process? Like, how do they come out? Well, you know, it's a you know, some things come from uh, when uh, I'm sitting around at night and I'm fiddling around with chords, and then I get some chords that go together very nicely, and I go, "What does that sound like?" And sometimes it comes from that. Sometimes it comes from I want to write a song about a specific thing, and I'll sit down and you know, put the words out, and then fit the fit the music in. So it comes both ways with me. But okay. You okay. know, mostly I think uh, though it's uh, mostly from fiddling around. You know, get a couple beers and then I want to get out the guitar <laughs> immediately and uh, and yeah, you know yeah. and then I sit there and I go through and I oh that that's good you know. And do you ever do you ever write like um, sort of story songs? You know that are like a, a whole kind of moves through like a yeah. Like, I've got some. Um, and how do those uh, come to you? Do you do you, do you conceive them? Like as an idea, and then and then write them, or is it more line by line kind of thing? 
Well, uh, I've got a, a song I think that we're going to perform uh, this evening, uh, yeah. which is called Tick Tock, yeah. which came from my grandparents used to have this old grandfather clock in their hallway. Right. And every time I was there from, you know, from five until the, uh, they passed, that clock always sitting in the hallway, ticking, ticking, talking, and yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and every time I came there, they were older and older and older, and then they were gone, you know. And so I yeah, kind of okay. thought about that and about the uh, impermanence of life, and sure. uh, and uh, and then uh, I kind of came up with a a song, you know, that that kind of touched on that. So yeah. some things, you know, uh, are like that, and then some things are just. Uh, Do you ever like fabricate? The reason I'm asking this and I'm going hung up on the story thing is because today I was working on a song with someone um, uh, and we were just completely fabricating like a, a, a conceit and then we were going to write it when we wrote a song about it. So it was like we just took this idea um, that really had nothing to do with either of our lives. Right. It was but just you placed a, yourself in that spot. Right. Yeah. And then we, you go, what would I feel if I was here doing that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We, yeah, we like we basically like wrote a little short story and then turned it into a song, which is something that I've never I, I have done it before, but very rarely yeah. because because I almost always write from like personal experience. Do you do you ever do like do it like that where you'll kind of just you'll be the you won't actually be in some way intrinsically in the yes, song? Yes, uh, I definitely definitely. I've yeah. got uh, you know some things. I was um, we were going to go do a, sh- a short tour up in uh, West Virginia, and I I sat down and I wanted to write a song that I thought would appeal to people in West Virginia. So I came <laughs> right, up right, with it. Right. A song called uh, "Music, the Mayhem, and the Moonshine." Oh, cool! You know, and so it's a kind of a, but it's you know definitely when I wrote that, I had in mind the you know appealing to a certain certain audience. Yeah, and so uh, you know, and I I do that you know put myself in a you know in somebody else's shoes. I'm a I'm a yeah. Libra, and right. so I do that a lot just in my life. You know, oh, and, there you and, go. and so yeah. I go. Well, how would it feel if I was over here and that crap was happening to me, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then you go, okay, you know, now I can kind of grasp what the feel those feelings could be. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And sure, then, yeah. And then, uh, so that gives you, you know, fodder for the canon. Everything well, I totally. write, everything I write is, and Ben's ben heard this before. Everything, everything I write is is about. A, like a breakup song or like jilted love. <laughs> yeah, I've been married 26 years, so I don't know where yeah. that comes from. Yeah, it yeah. just I'm, maybe I'm putting yeah. it out in the universe. I don't know. I love you, honey. I swear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't know, but it's, I just put myself in that situation, yeah. <laughs> and then I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and actually, but I'm glad that um, the the situation I find myself in today when I was doing this was with a. Uh, was with a student and it's been a while since I've taken that songwriting approach and um, one of the things I love about teaching is that you know you're you're the teacher but you know you're also kind of the student too you're you're doing the thing with them you know what I mean yeah. so it's like yeah. so so it's good practice even if you, even, yeah. even though you're it, it was your idea and you're you're guiding them through it you're still doing it with them you know what I mean yeah, so teaching cool. is cool like I think you know I, I love teaching for that reason it makes you you find yourself doing things you wouldn't otherwise do and uh, refreshing things that you know you haven't yeah, done you in go, a while. Oh, I remember I, I yeah. used to have to go and do this, and then you go, yeah. "Oh, well, try, try this, try that," and you know, and then you get a receive and get a response, and it's yeah, exactly. It is, it, teaching now, when, is when, gratifying. When you're writing, are you um, are you coming up with like the entire 
everything and presenting it to the band as one cohesive thing, or are you coming to them with like, hey, here's here's some guitar line, here's a guitar line, the no, vocals, pretty much, or whatever? Uh, pretty much the songs that I have that I bring into the band are completely fleshed, okay. fleshed out. But okay. then, you know, Everybody then we get it in, and then you know, and then you, you, we just build it. It comes you know, to life, and then yeah. and, and then you know you add in all these different parts. You know, put in piano and horn, okay, so, and then all of a sudden. This thing that came out of your your mind in a you know half a bottle of whiskey yeah. uh, turns into you know something that's solid and and, and amazing. So the know? whole structure and everything's there. You just but they're they're putting their their instruments and their flavor on it. Yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah, and and yeah. so you know we we try to do what we try to do is uh, is just have a kind of a. Uh, you know, my, my belief in a band is everybody needs to have their own. Uh, musical expression, yeah, and yeah. that they need to be free to do what they want to do. Yeah, Ben, you know, no, I'm just kidding. and uh, <laughs> and so sometimes you know, uh, you know, you get people that are like, oh no, no, we have to do a song just like, you know, just like the artist did it, you know, and it's like, no, right. no, you don't. You just take it. Every song you got to take it. And you got to make it your own. For sure, you know, hundred percent. And uh, yeah. and and then when you can do that, then everybody goes, oh, they're doing that song, but I love the way those guys yeah. do it. You know, yep. yep. And uh, so it's that's how we do too. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't think there's a cover song we play at all that is yeah. anything like the original. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so you, like you know, so you know, it's it's good it's, it's good as an outline, you know. And so and we do the same thing with the with the original material. I bring it in, and you know, nice. um, and I kind of say, you know, what do you think? And then everybody will just kind of do, you know, do what they do. And these guys are all all the musicians in our band are are just really top. So yeah. so that being Fantastic. said, what what is the lineup in your band? We have um, Tommy, Tommy Schiffler, Schiffer, Schiffer. I know Tommy Schiffer. Yeah, uh, yeah, he plays Keyboard. piano. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, I used to work with him. He's yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. Daryl Walker uh, okay. is uh, is our our bass player, and he's a, he's just a monster on bass. Yeah. Uh, we have a, a name. Uh, we a have guy a Patrick, who we brought in, who Patrick plays, Norris, uh, who plays trumpet he, and trumpet flugelhorn, and uh, and nice. and some piano. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then we got James with uh, the percussion. Mm-hmm. So, um, with the and, uh, uh, Jim Shuttlerow, he plays. Uh, oh, Jim! A, yeah, 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 Jim. yeah he really? does guitar he does, and he does harmonica. The third, uh, third guitar and uh, and harmonies. Oh, cool! And does some lead vocals as well. Yeah, and yeah. and harp. Yeah, I mean, some yeah. harmonica. I haven't yeah. seen Jim in a while. And yeah. last, uh, yeah, he just got through a, another bout of COVID. So. Oh wow, yeah, yeah, that's unfortunate. But Jim's Jim's a great guy. Yeah, yeah last, we, last weekend we actually added a baritone sax player. Wow, uh, Al Hager. Al Hager, yeah, he, uh, he came in and he's school, uh, amazing. Just mm, middle school. Um, Music teacher. Oh, yeah. cool. Years and years and years in Warren County, and that's where I met him. So it was just a really ex- expanding the band and adding the horns and adding those parts in. It's just been, yeah, and that Barry just been really wonderful. Just like, so Ben plays, uh, uh, you know, the lineup in our band is is typically banjo, upright bass, and Ben playing guitar and singing. And then we do, like, the three-part harmonies and all that stuff. But, you know, Ben primarily plays guitar. Every now and then, see, he's got the tenor sax set on a stand, and every now and then he'll, you know, let go of the guitar and just start playing the tenor sax. So cool. Solos, things like that. Um, Just adds some more dimension to the band, stuff like that. I used to play saxophone for many, many, many years, and I just, I haven't in a long time. 
and so we I keep I keep threatening like you know because I, I used to play a baritone sax in, in you know high school and stuff like that and I keep saying you know I'm gonna get a baritone sax yeah you know, we, we can do like dueling saxes on we stage we about going yeah. halves on one yeah, like they're I, so I'm expensive yeah. it's, oh, yeah. so much, yeah. it's so much like the bass I mean like the bass I could actually in on yeah. some instances I could actually forego playing a bass on the song and yeah. just yep. play the baritone yeah absolutely yeah. Yeah. absolutely yeah. it sounds well, well, amazing for like sure that. you hear yeah. these groups out of New Orleans you know I go down there every year for jazz fest and they're you know and and they they're they use that as the bottom, you yeah. know, and it oh, just yeah. fills fills the bottom. So it's got that grind. Yeah, to it's it like, too. Rah, rah, and it's I, like you know, when when you're doing some grinding stuff, it's yeah, it's yeah. just perfect. I was just, a little guy when I was playing baritone sax. It was bigger than I was, so, so <laughs> it'd, be ni- it'd be nice to actually, you know, be able to hold it. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's big. So um, I'm going to sort of go around all of you guys, but do you do you still sit at home and like practice guitar? You know, like. Uh, yeah, um, I don't know. It's it's uh, it's more, you know, just playing. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'll go and I'll have things that I work on for a long time. You know, and uh, until I get them, you know, the way I want. You know, so I have different things that are are works in progress. You know, and then a lot of times I'm just sitting around and noodle. Yeah, I right. do that a, quite a bit, and then that's a, a lot of where the songs come from. Is, is the noodling around, and they go, oh, yeah, oh, sure. I like that, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think I I basically do the same thing. I I, I try and do more pointed practice because I'm trying to elevate my playing a little bit, and 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 I feel like when you practice like that, you're pretty much staying in the same spot. It's good because you're not going back, you know. Right. But you're staying in the same spot. So I have been. I, you, Every now and again, I'll go through these kind of periods where I just really, like, for a while I was trying to get, I was trying to learn how to shred, you know, so I've got a lot better at that now. Not that I ever use it for anything, but I teach guitar, so I just wanted to be able to do it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's been my recent thing. And then before that, it was like a finger-picking obsession for a little while, you know, trying to get better at that. Yeah. I go through these little periods of... Well, I, I, I always found that, you know, if, you, if I ever hit a glass ceiling to go and play with other people. Yeah, just get in, get it, get around other musicians and play with other musicians, and all of a sudden you look over and you go, oh, oh, yeah. Well, I see how he's doing that, or you know, and, yeah. and then it just that that always kept you know breaking the glass ceiling, and, you know, when For I was trying sure. when I was trying to learn, you know. So. No, that's exactly right. I feel like I I want to do that with some bluegrass guys because you know I, I'm getting a bit tired of my licks you know yeah that's i need to i need to go out and do that for sure well charlie's house every time there's any kind of a gathering it turns into a, a <laughs> musical jam with 20 30 people so yeah. Cool. Yeah, we have it just really happens so many you know. amazingly talented people in this area yeah, yeah really uh, retired and also people who are you know, semi-retired and all yeah. that but just amazing players and uh, no they doubt. all come out and just jump in and and you know, we just give them their space and let them let them go. I love it. It's really Sounds great. Sounds like a blast. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, James, are you, are you still practicing? You got your Zen drum. So did that? Yes. Did you have to learn how to play that? Yeah. Well, I played percussion in Miami. Uh, you know, I was down there playing congas and bongos with you know ten thousand Cuban guys around me who were better than I could ever be. To uh, blood, even man. the guys that didn't play were better than I was. But uh, <laughs> so, so uh, but. Yeah, so there was that, and then I started playing, you know, the full drum set and and getting into that. Uh, but it was just so cumbersome; it was so much to carry around and all of that. Mm-hmm. So I started leaning towards doing it more digitally and uh, right. tried a couple of smaller digital kits and things like that, and tried to expand from there. 
But um, I think I've got three years in on this Zen drum now, and I, I don't know, maybe I'm 10 percent there. I don't. I think I got a long way to go. But right. you're more than 10 percent. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm nowhere near my 10,000 hours. You know, That's right. yeah, I've been playing yeah, bass since I was 18, and I'm like six percent there. So <laughs> we're fine. We're fine. You're ahead of me. <laughs> what about you, Jackie? You still practice singing? Yes, of course. Yeah. I mean, when you sing, you must. And as luck would have it. My one of my singing coaches, teachers, ha- is here in Jupiter. Lives very close to us, All right. and I'm starting back training with him on Friday. Oh, so cool. I'm super excited. Your voice changes along along the way. I'm just yeah. getting over being oh, trust sick. Me, I know, but your voice changes, and I am 60. So. What happens is, all of you know, it's just different things. You can't hit the notes that you used to. And so I'm really looking forward to working with him, especially because in the band, you you belt belt more. And I was always just a lyric coloratura sort of standard singer. And so this is all new for me. So he's going to help me with all of that. And so I'm excited. You must continue to practice. Yeah. I'm always so jealous of singers when it comes to, like, practicing. Even guitarists and and banjo players and everything. Like, you know, like, all you guys, especially singers, because, I mean, you could sing anywhere. Like, anywhere. You could be driving down the highway and you're stuck in traffic and you're singing. I mean, let's face it. We're all singing in the car. So you're practicing, you're singing. But even guitar players and everything, it's like, you know, it doesn't take much to pull a guitar out of a case or pull a banjo out. Pulling my stand-up bass out is like yeah. it's like a twenty-minute process. Yeah. It's a job, man. It's like the size of a car, you know. Like it's yeah, cumbersome. Yeah. yeah so yeah. when I think about practicing, I'm like, oh, you got to get that spare one on the stand. Really want to pull yeah. that thing out. I yeah, that. you need. Yeah, and they yeah. need to get one of those little electric ones. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. You just yeah. I thought, I thought yeah. about that. I Ned Steinberger or something. A little little Ned yeah. Steinberger. Yeah, thing. yeah exactly. <laughs> Actually, yeah, yeah. Time to spend Shh, that money, man. So, how have you guys found the the, the uh, local music scene um, in the area? Have you found it um, supportive of your endeavors? And um, like, you know, what's it what's it like just with other bands? And um, I'm just curious how you found the, the local music scene. Um. I mean, you've been in it for a really long time, so yeah. it's quite, I, I, maybe a good question for you guys is, have you seen it change? Uh, I don't know. Things, you know, it's uh, what I would like to see change is club owners. Yeah. That's a good question you know, for me. <laughs> would be uh, a, a little yeah. more uh, open to, you know, different things. Right, yeah. You yeah. know, and so uh, – and as everybody knows, in you know, sitting here, that it, it takes a while to get a you know any kind of a name recognition. Sure. For sure, you know yeah. that, and that's a, that's a, a big and a part. following. But and you a big know, following. as far as musicians in the area, I think you know it, it just amazes, it continually amazes me about how many great musicians are in this area. Yeah, yeah. you know, Absolutely. all the time. I mean, I, I run across guys, or you know, I, I go to different jams, and they'll be, you know. We saw a group that opened up for us at the Cajun Festival, and the bass player, I think, was 12 years old, and the girl singer, they, I mean, there was nobody that was over 17 in the band, and they were cranking the Allman Brothers mm-hmm. and doing just, they were cranking, and I was yeah, just oh, like, wow, oh, cool. my God, let's get, look yeah. at these guys, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. why we started this podcast two years ago, is, is because the fact that there is so much talent around here. And it, the people just weren't getting exposed. Like they weren't, mm-hmm. you know, there was, like you said, the club owners and stuff. Um, 
it's getting a little bit better now, but the club owners are just so hard. It's just a, such a nut hard, hard nut to crack when it comes to like yeah, original and, versus covers and stuff yeah, like that. And, and, you know, and they're like, oh, well, uh, no, no, we have to have, uh, you know, we want this, you know. You have to have all fast songs, you know, <laughs> and, and like – you have to have a proven following. Like they don't care. Yeah. They don't care what you're playing. They want to make sure there's butts in the seats. Yes, right. right. Which right. is yeah, understandable of running a business. But yeah. the thing is, I, I, you know what? I think part of it, the onus, actually, is I, it would have, be helpful if there was club owners that were a little more, more open to different stuff. But the, the the other thing, and we've talked about this before, the onus um, I've started to realize is in certain ways is on us. It's like if you want something to happen, you have to make it happen. So one of the things I've been trying to do is like book some shows of original – we've all been trying to do. Yeah. Justin, yeah. Ricky, and and and, um, and Hector and I have all been trying yeah. to like book shows with like multiple band bills, speak to club owners about it, you know, tell them that it's like um, the uh, – you know, we'll be able to get the same amount of people in, you know what I mean, all that kind of stuff. And I think that um, unfortunately this sort of like – making a music scene better is like just the boring arduous work of booking more gigs yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah what it is yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, of, is. it is it, it yeah. does seem like there's a lot of venues in this area because there's a lot of places that have music it might only be duos or trios but there's a lot of places that have music available and there's certainly plenty of room for everybody it's not like people have to be you know pushing other people out of the way in order to yes. you know make yeah. a name for themselves and, and and you know stop other people from working so that they can work more that's yeah. just crazy because there's just so much work around this area I, I've found, it really is yeah. I found very very few Musician, musicians, and it's not to say that that there's not an occasional one that I come across, but very few mu- musicians around here are very like, um, you know, hard to get along with, or like, are very like, no, no, this is my gig, get away from me, We're right? Like, Don't talk to the owner. No, most <laughs> most musicians are around here are have always like been very helpful and very yeah. like, oh, oh yeah, you guys want to play there? Yeah, we just play. That's awesome. I'll give you the contact, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Everybody's usually pretty helpful around here, and, yeah. I, and I love that. It's like it's a community. It's not yeah, not every, it's, it's not cutthroat. You know, it's very yeah. community oriented. Yeah, plenty, you know, plenty of room for you everyone. Come over yeah. and they, you know, hey, come on up, play a song, you know, and, yeah, and, and yeah. all that. You know, yeah, camaraderie, which yeah. is which is great. You know, yeah, no, I love that. No doubt about it. I think it's time we had some um, some of you guys' music. Are you up for oh. playing a couple of songs? Yeah, yeah, let's yeah. do that it. Sounds great. yard to play with my toys. Grandfather clock in the hallway kept in the top of my time away. And it is tick-tock goes the clock. Listen to the time is passing. Tick-tock goes the clock. Listen to the time go by. Suddenly I was a young man I went out in the world with my plan 
grandfather clock in the hallway kept every talk in my time away and it was ten the clock goes o'clock listen to the time it's passing tick tock goes o'clock listen to the time go by I took a wife I settled down I got a job working in the town Grandfather clock in the hallway. I kept tippy talking my time away. It was tippy talk, goes the clock. But listen to the time is passing. Tick tock goes the clock. But listen to the time go by. are standing round and crying and that grandfather clock in the hallway keeps chipping talking my time away and it's tick tock goes the clock listen to the time it's passing tick tock goes the clock listen to the time go by You only got one life to live You better give it all you gotta give Cause buddy, when your time is through Ain't nothing more that you're gonna do And it's tick-tock, goes the clock Listen to the time that's passing Tick-tock, goes the clock or listen to the time go by It's tick-tock, goes the clock Listen to the time is passing Tick-tock, goes the clock Or listen to the time go by Or listen to the time, listen to the time Listen to the time, listen to the time go by Listen to the time, 
time, listen to the time, listen to the time, listen to the time, listen to the time go by. Listen to the time, listen to the time, listen to the time, listen to the time go by. song called Spring. It's spring, time for a new beginning. All the flowers 
and all the trees all the birds and all the bees they know it's green 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 yeah it's spring Five Six One Music is sponsored by Jupiter Inlet Boat Rentals. Jupiter Inlet Boat Rentals and Boat Club is Palm Beach County's premier boat rental company and boat rental club. They have been in continuous operation since the year 2000 on the beautiful waters of Jupiter Inlet. It is the affordable alternative to boat ownership. Their membership club ranks number one in both quality, availability and customer satisfaction. You'll choose from their fleet of boats consisting of deck boats, dual consoles and centre consoles. Rent offshore fishing boats, deluxe cruising boats, and plush deck boats, all powered by four-stroke outboard engines. Their vessels are fully equipped for your safety and comfort with styles suitable for ocean and intracoastal use. They are located just two minutes away from the mouth of Jupiter Inlet, which means fast access and the most beautiful stretch of the intracoastal. In fact, no other boat company can match their ideal location. Fishermen will be thrilled to note that sports fishing starts just a quarter mile offshore and the warm Gulf Stream is a mere three miles from the shore. The address is 1095 North A1A, Jupiter, Florida 33477, and you can find it at jupiterinletboatrentals.com. The telephone is 561-741-1212. In their efforts to make boating affordable, they offer rental discount membership programs that do not require a large investment up front. You pay a little to join and pay as you go. Other boat rental clubs take all your money up front, charge a monthly maintenance fee and hope you never show up. At Jupiter Inlet Boat Club, plans start at 700 to join and each time you take out a boat, daily fees start at just 249 plus fuel. There are no monthly fees. If you have heard of the boat club from 561 Music, please let them know when you call or go there to book a boat and the friendly staff will take that into account and take care of you. We are also sponsored by Oasis Route. Now, Oasis Root Carver Bar is in Seagrape Square on Indian Town Road, and it is a carver bar. If you don't know anything about carver, it's a Polynesian root that you grind up and you mix with water, and it has been in Polynesia for potentially thousands of years. It's, a, it's an old thing that um, they used for kind of ceremonial and also um, sort of ledger purposes. It, it's meant to be something where you know that brings people together. Um, you will take a, a shell of carver and chink them together and say bula and have it together like that. It's meant to be something to bring people together. It uh, has a kind of an effect, which is, I guess, a kind of a slightly warming effect. Uh, it just kind of makes you feel a, a, a nice. It's not particularly intoxicating. It's not like drinking alcohol. So the atmosphere in a carver bar is sort of like um, a cross between a regular bar and uh, a coffee house 
It's pretty chill in there. Um, you get all sorts of different types of carver bars. Some of them are more like a club, you know, this sort of like black light and EDM playing. And some of them are more like a cafe. This is one of the cafe type of ones. It's it's super chill in there. If you're looking for somewhere to, I don't know, maybe go and do some work on your laptop or go and have a chat with friends, it's perfect for that kind of thing. There's a foosball table in there if that's your jam. Or baby foot, as they call it in France. And... Uh, yeah, Jim, the owner, is a really cool guy, and he has very kindly sponsored our podcast. So thank you very, very much for that, Jim. They also do a poker night in there, all sorts of things going on at Oasis Root Carver Bar. 561 Music is sponsored by Live Music Community. It's where we film the podcast that you're listening to right now, and it's also where I work. Gavin, Hector's son, was a student here for a long time, and in many ways he's the musician he is today because of the teachers at Live Music Community. We taught him not only about his instrument, but also about being in a band. And his band, Unemployed Youth, accomplished a lot of goals, mostly band etiquette, how to work together, and all of the nitty-gritty that goes into being in a band on a day-to-day basis. The student signs up for lessons, learns their instrument, joins a real band, and decides the direction it goes in. And we can take people from very young age, you know, six or seven years old, all the way up to 80. You know, there's no age limit here. Um, we've run an adult program for people who want to be in a band as adults. But really, the main focus is on the on the kids and getting them playing together and in bands. Um, we are also a studio, a live stream venue, and can, we can record audio or video. The Killbillies live album, Warts and All, was recorded here. It was recorded during a live stream that we did during COVID. Justin had a great idea to record live streams during COVID. A ton of bands came in and it was a real success. Um, But outside of that, we can record albums. We can help you with your EPK. And we have full audio visual capabilities here. LMC is in Palm Beach Gardens on the northwest corner of Military Trail and North Lake Boulevard. It's north of the gas station right before you get to North Lake on Military Trail. And if you go to livemusiccommunity.com, you have all the information you'll need right there. All right, so we've just been listening to an ad for Live Music Community, which is where we're sitting right now. It's where I work. It's a music school. So um, we like to ask our guests, do you have any advice for upcoming musicians? Uh, Yeah. uh, My main advice is to play with other musicians uh, because, uh, you know, they can show you tricks and you learn things and you see their fingers and you go, oh, I see. Oh, oh, I, you can do that. And then that comes out that way, that and practice, practice, practice. That's... Yeah, some great advice. Um, what about you, James? Yes. Uh, well, when I was uh, growing up, I had a choir director who was very influential in uh, bringing me to uh, music and uh, and really making a difference and I think, uh, you know, look for those people in your life and teachers and people that uh, that mentors and, yeah. and work with them. Yeah. Some and recognize them for what they are. Yeah, yeah for sure. Well, Jackie? I just want to say that I think that never underestimate the power of a teacher. Always needing a teacher, a coach along the way. You're never so good that you, you can't get better. Yeah. And so find – it doesn't mean you stay with the same teacher forever, but constantly be looking around, build a community, and get to know as many people in the music world that you can and always be open to trying a different coach, a different teacher because everyone brings something else to the table that can help you elevate yeah. your 
level of playing, singing, whatever it might be. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Yeah, I've, I've, I've recently picked up an instrument called the hurdy-gurdy, and I've been having hurdy-gurdy lessons. And, um, and uh, I've been loving it. It's nice to be on the other side of the room, you know, because I do so much teaching. It's, a, it's lovely to be a student for, for a change. Yeah, That's excellent. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. It's great. Um, all right, so uh, why don't we hear a little bit about these songs that you just played us? We already talked a little bit about them, but could you tell us uh, a little bit about the two songs you just played? Well, uh, we started off with a, uh, a song called TikTok, and um, I used to go to my grandparents' house, and uh, they had an old grandfather clock in the hallway, and uh, every time I got... Uh, to go visit them, they would get older and older, and that grandfather clock was always the same, just ticking away in the hallway. And so, uh, um, you know, so I wrote this song, and it's kind of about the uh, the passage of time and not to let life slip through your fingers uh, because uh, you've only got one life to live. Yeah, absolutely. It seems to be a catchy tune. We get uh, requests for it a lot. A oh, lot, it's, a, it's so. a bop, man. When you guys were uh, yeah. were uh, in there, you know, we, we were playing, we were in the control room, and it was, it, it's a jam. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well, we usually have a, um, Rex Blazer plays with us a lot, and then he does this kind of a Cajun thing to it, so it's, it, it sounds very kind of Cajun yeah, uh, when cool. we play it, you know, so nice. it's, it's fun. Yeah, we did the, the light version. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. I love Cajun music. So when it comes to the, uh, like the, accordion the squeeze box type stuff are you kind of emulating that on keys or do you do you ever have like a, a, a an accordion player in the band uh i've played with accordion players we don't have one but um you know i love i love the sound of accordion and uh you know cajun music and uh uh you know all all kinds of new orleans music we play a lot of new orleans music. yeah that's what i mean yeah. so i was wondering yeah i was wondering about that because i was listening to some of the recordings and i thought i might have heard some in there a little bit maybe it was being emulated on one of the on a keyboard or something like that yeah it could uh, well be uh you know tommy does a lot of things back there and on the background and he'll go and you know play something on organ and it, it you know and it yeah. kind of can get that same kind of yeah. squeeze box feel to it so. yeah cool where, where does the um it's kind of a sidetrack here, but where where does the New Orleans influence come from? Is that is that something like did you grow up with that kind of music or uh, no? Uh, actually, uh, had we had a good friend um, named Ron who was a, a DJ at uh, WWOZ, which is the the uh, radio station in uh, New, in New Orleans, okay. and so. Um, and my brother used to go to Jazz Fest every year, and then he started saying, you guys got to come down here and see this. And so we started going to Jazz Fest, and then ever since then, you just see, you know, because the Jazz Fest, I don't know if you've ever been to New Orleans Jazz Fest. I, I haven't. I've been to New Orleans, but not the festival. Yeah, well, it's, you know, if you go and you look at the, go take the time to take a look at the musical lineup, and it's like, Every different type of musician, yeah, and, I've seen that, yeah. uh, and it's just unbelievable that the people that are there, and so they, you know, and they have certain stages. They have two great stages that you know they have, like you know, uh, like a Lyle Lovett or uh, um, uh, you know, uh, Little Feet or right. on one stage, and then they have big ones, you know, like Lizzo and sure. uh, you know, oh, wow. over on the on the other main stage, and then they've got like three different jazz tents. One's for the old-time uh, jazz, and um, uh, the other one is for, like, New Age, where, you know, they have Chick Corea, Herbie Hancock, and sure. those type of people. And then they've got a, uh, a, a Fado Do stage where they have, like, 
the local Louisiana music, where they used to get a lot of Zydeco stuff and Cajun music and uh, and um, you know, and they also have bluegrass bands on that stage. Cool, and, uh, that's awesome. And then they got a gospel tent, which is a must do because you get in there and, and man, it's just like. Going to yeah, church. Get, get, get the feeling. <laughs> That's got to be yeah. unbelievable. Like, yeah. you know, all the different, like, genres like that. You yeah. Know? And yeah. then they got a blues tent. And, you know, they got, yeah, like, Charlie awesome. Muzzle White in there. Wow. And, you know, I mean, all of these great blues musicians. Sounds so, like we need to do a band I was just going to say, it sounds like a band trip for yeah. us. Yeah. 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 I, was, it, it, I was actually looking on a map earlier. Isn't, we we should go there. We should go and play it's some gigs like there. It's a 10 hour drive or something. Yeah. It's not far. We should totally go there and play some gigs, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, now we're right. have another tour. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you get a house there during Jazz Fest, give us, you know, let us know. Yeah. 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 Oh, there you go. Yeah. Get something close by. Yeah. We'll yeah, definitely we'll... stop in. That'd be awesome. <laughs> um, all right. Why don't we take a look at James's Zendrum? So tell us a little bit about this crazy piece of art here. Right. Right. So this is. Um, this was uh, 30 years ago. A guy by the name of David Haney in Atlanta invented a, uh, a digital drum that you could play with your fingers and you could play it standing up to uh, alleviate having to carry around you know, the whole drum kit. Each one of the little black pads on there it plays – when you hit it, it's a MIDI uh, signal. And when you hit it, it plays a wave file a recording of that actual drum being played in the studio. Sure. And of course, it can be assigned. You can assign anything to any one of the pads from anything that's recorded. Are and they um? Are they like velocity sensitive? Yes, sixteen levels of velocity. Oh, great. So yeah. I think I play with two. So right. two <laughs> levels of velocity, hard, <laughs> light, and hard, and that's it. But there's sixteen different levels built in. Um, someday, you know. <laughs> Maybe at twenty percent, I'll be able to get to. So it. how many? <laughs> so it's made out of a very uh, uh, unusual wood. It's called monogamy. It's very rare in this part. There it is. So I, I played that on the Zen. Now they they make it all different kinds of wood and all different kinds of finishes. So you can have it look automotive, or you can have it done just about any way. The um, uh, Future Man from uh, Bella Fleck and the Fleck Tones was yeah. a consultant with David. Haney, the guy who invented it at the time when they were bringing it around. And uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire used it on stage for a couple of shows when they were on tour and a few things like that. But it never really ever took off. But there are like uh, 600 people on the Facebook Zendrum group that play out, and they all are playing live with it all over the United States and Canada. So So walk us through real quick. Like I'm I'm looking at this thing, and it's got like, what is that, five or six pads on that front side of it. Is there more stuff on the end of it and on the back? On the edges. It's on the the all on the bottom and across the top. So there's 24 uh, buttons, and uh, so I'll put uh, two hi-hats and two snares so that I can get a, you know, so I can get yeah. Runs and fills. And then I have all the top part is the uh, the symbols. So I have s- five symbols coming down. And then at the lower, underneath my right hand, I have uh, two banks of buttons that are right next to each other. And that's my tom toms. Yeah. Okay. So I can make like a run. Yeah. Tom toms. Nice one. Where's the kick and the snare on there? The kick is underneath my thumb. Right. I play all the kick drum with my thumb. Right. So it's sort of like playing on the bar. Yeah, you yeah, know, you're yeah. sitting at the bar and you're tapping out the the beat to the music. That's similar to that. And which hand are you hitting the snare with? Um, it, I could do either one. I could do. Oh, gotcha. Uh, I could do, do yeah. bass snare, bass snare with one hand, or I could do 
the bass, and usually I'm doing the snare with my left. Gotcha. And I'll do, um, you know, the uh, the cymbal hi-hats and, and things like that. That's crazy. When you sent this picture over, when you guys filled out the form and the picture came over, I, I had no idea this was a, a digital, like, I, I looked at it and thought, it was some sort of acoustic, some you know, like a cajon type thing that you held. Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea this was digital. That's amazing. Yeah, and it's. I think that that's part of the beauty of it because there's a ton of MIDI instruments out there, but you know that that it just is classy. It looks classy. Yeah, you know, yeah. it looks great. I actually, it actually, looks like yeah. a actually have it here if you want to put it up. Here. You know, uh, oh, cool. the, yeah. the the yeah, setup yeah, time yeah. compared to a regular drum kit. <laughs> you know, you go plug it in yeah. and play it. You know, yeah, yeah. Rather than having to get get there an hour early, like that. And it's and it's it's conversation starter from the audience. They're yeah. always everybody wants to know what it is. So and it's when we when I book the band, I always tell them, you know, that we have, you know, we use a Zen drum, not a full drum drum well, at set. Least, at least they ask what it is, and then I just assume it's the wrong thing. Like right. with my stand up bass, everybody's <laughs> like, "That's a really cool cello you're playing," and then I have to like smack them, and then it's just it gets really <laughs> ugly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look at all these buttons on there. Yeah, yeah. Really awesome. It's cool. Yeah, so that's it? my little MIDI uh, wireless MIDI device. Yeah, so it gotcha. sends the MIDI signal wirelessly yeah, to my, to the brain. An XLR out there. Yeah. 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 No, it's a, it's a, it's all done with mini. And yeah. So he's just going out of this. It's like a brick. Okay. And it has all of the recordings in it, and then that goes XLR. Out yeah. That's a that. that's a MIDI cable. Oh. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's not XLR. Yeah. 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 Oh. Okay. Yeah. yeah and yeah, tell yeah. them how many drum kits there are. Yeah. This one I have the sixteen, and yeah. uh, so I've got uh, you know jazz kit, a rock kit, blues kit, uh, reggae. I've got um, cajon and. Um, Conga bongos. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, but of course, you know, it it being digital and all that, you can have as many as you want. Yeah, and it's just a matter of plugging it into the computer and then reassigning the buttons to whichever way I want to do it. That is going to be one of the coolest like drum things I've ever seen. Yeah, it's neat. It's like (laughs) the keytar of drums. It is. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) it's rad. I'm all about it. Um, So, what what have you guys got coming up? Is there anything that um, we should know about? Yes, yes, we do. Um, The summer's not been that hugely busy for us because we have so many people on vacation. Yeah, as you know, when people are gone, we have somebody that got sick. So we've had. um, I haven't booked as much up to now, and I'm looking forward towards the end of summer into the fall now because you know most clubs are booking fall. We forgive you, and (laughs) so. You know, we, we're going to be at uh, July 1st, Saturday, July 1st. We're at Swampgrass Willies in Palm Beach Gardens. Cool. And on the 22nd of July, we're at ER Bradley's. We're at nice. ER Bradley's every – we're pretty much there almost every month, uh-huh. every two months. Okay. And we love it there. It's a perfect yeah. place for us. It's, you play outside it's, there? Yeah, yeah, play yeah, under the Tiki Hut. Yeah. There's certain clubs that are just so perfect for us and that's for what we do. Us, yeah. And it's the same thing for yeah. you yeah. Um, that we're there. And then if you just go to hotsaucemoon.com, we have our whole schedule there that you can see here on Facebook. We have it. Um, but, you know, we're, we're it'll pick up. I've already got some bookings into the fall already. Yeah. Oh, on that same day on the 22nd that we're at ER Bradley's at night that morning, the guys love me for booking this one. Yeah. We're doing the Fort Pierce Farmer's Market. 
Oh, there yes, you go. Yeah. Which which we've done before. Yeah. It's a great it's event. Amazing. Yeah, Green Markets, Farmers Markets. I love them. It's Lots a great event. We do, event. The, really, we do really the Gardens good. one every now and then, and it's so much fun. Yeah, I mean, it's so early, but people. it's still, you just get into it, and it's the people are so gracious yeah. and thrilled. Yeah, and it's such a difference <laughs> between playing in a bar and a bunch of drunk people and then playing at a green market where people are walking around buying nice healthy food. Also, the cool thing about it is like you only get a certain type of person at a bar late night. Th- those things, it's across the board. It's everybody. Everybody. And so yeah. like yeah. people have more people have seen us play at the green market in the few times we've played it than have seen us play in the gazillion times we played at like O'Shea's in the middle of the night. Right, you know I mean? right. It's like it's crazy how many different people I bump into who are like, oh, it's only at the green market. And right? I find that they're super generous. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Super totally. Generous. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. We are still doing the Brew House Gallery about every other month. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Brew House was the first place we played uh, February of 2019. Okay. Yeah. And when we first uh, started, and we were a little quartet. Yeah, and then we had a vacation for a little while. Yeah. Sure, I don't COVID know what happened. <laughs> Someone got sick or something like that. Yeah. 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 We also play iguanabanas a lot, too. Okay. Oh, but cool. uh, Brew House was great because it gave us that first time when we got up on stage. And I know a lot of other bands that has happened for them as well. So uh, we we like going back there like every other month and giving back and, and trying to help out as well. So Yeah, man. You know, a lot of bands. We're, we're kind of big for that stage. But yeah. Got their start yeah. there. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They, they're yeah. very open. I mean, to us, you know, yeah. like, I mean, it was not that we got our start there, but, uh, you know, at one point we were playing it quite a lot. Yeah. 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 We uh, also do quite a bit of quite a few festivals. We nice. do a lot of festivals in the area. So well, we, we, everyone's got to be looking out for you guys. A very very interesting band, and I didn't know 100 percent what to expect, but you guys are delightful, and the, the music is fantastic. Well, thank and, you so much. And, and thanks so much for coming on. We we really really appreciate it, and um, good, good luck with everything. And I've got to come and see a show because yeah. um, I just. The two tunes you played on on the show, I loved. And yeah. from listening to your music over the past couple of days, I'm just kind of preparing for the thing. I'm a new fan, so I love it. Oh, oh, great, great, you're so great. great. Thank yeah, you. you're <laughs> so awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's so yes. great to finally meet you. Yeah, absolutely. And please bring your cello. So, oh, uh, bring your cello. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure, yeah. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you can sit in with your cello. <laughs> excellent, excellent. <laughs> yeah, cool. So, if you want to. Uh, like and subscribe and all of that stuff. Yeah, um, uh, for all our listeners and all our watchers, uh, you know it's uh, it's very important that uh, you follow us, you like us, you subscribe to us. Um, you know, like and subscribe on the YouTube channel. Follow us on all the social medias. Uh, it's uh, at Five Six One Music Podcast. Yeah, at, at on all of the social medias. Um, and if you go to Five Six One Music dot com, it has. All of our past episodes, um, over 100 episodes now. We've two years strong on the podcast. Um, it has uh, all of the links to uh, to go to the YouTube channel, to go to uh, Killbillies. Um, if you're a band and you want to submit to be on the podcast, there's a submission button on there. Um, there's a... Uh, uh, I don't even know sponsors sponsor stuff on there. Yeah, like, actually, pretty much that, everything that is pertinent. We are looking for sponsors. So yeah. if anyone knows anyone who wants to sponsor a local music podcast called Five Six One Music, please get in touch with That's us. That's us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we would really appreciate it. Yes. Um, all right. Well. Thanks so much for coming on. Well, thank, thank you. you. Thank and, you. Uh, thank you. It. Yeah. And I guess that's it. See you later. Peace Bye. Out. Bye. <laughs>